I'm Matt Hartman, and this is TLDR Daily. Welcome to TLDR Daily. I'm Matt Hartman. And this morning, I will be talking with Peter Boyce. Peter is an investor at General Catalyst and also runs Rough Draft Ventures. We've invested together in lots of fun companies like Giphy and Workflow. Good morning, Peter. Morning, Matt. Thanks again for having me. What are you reading? I've been really enjoying reading this book called The Dream Machine by Mitchell Waldrop. Um, it's kind of like a history of the evolution of computing from, you know, kind of massive, you know, room-sized machines uh, to personal computing. Is it, is it purely a history? Does it have a point of view? Kind of what's, what's, what drew you to it? The book, it's, it's a really fun written history. I mean, the, the author, I believe, was a, a, a journalist for Wired for a number of years. Um, and I think what's really fun about it that I, that I like so far that goes above and beyond history is that it does a really good job of painting a lot of the characters and individuals involved in, you know, many aspects of kind of computer science and, you know, the world of technology as we know it today. And I think what's interesting is we know a lot of these people, I think, by their last names or by their contributions, but we don't really know anything about their personalities. Uh, you know, part of that was, you know, we weren't there in the 1920s and 40s. Um, but I think the, 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 the way the book is written does a really nice job of making everyone really feel like a character you almost got to know. And so it, in that way, it makes it really, really fun. Well, otherwise, otherwise could have been kind of a dry kind of history or, or recounting. I'm surprised that you said 1920s or 40s because I was picturing a you know, history computer and that must have started in, you know, uh, 1970s. 19, you know, it, it, obviously, there's computers existed before. Is it really taking you all the way back through almost like, is it, like, where does it begin? Bingo. That's why it's so fun. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, the book really winds the clock back. I mean, it's like 1900s, you know, it's all types of, you know, aspects of thinking about, um, you know, even like the development of kind of you know, information theory with Claude Shannon, um, you know, in the, in the kind of like the forties and fifties. Um, so it really does wind the clock back, which I think is so refreshing because I do think that was, you know, I think a lot of my popular perception and, you know, I think today it really does seem like, you know, oh, all of this really got started in like the seventies or, you know, after the launch of rockets or the develop of like ARPANET. But the reality is I mean, people have been tinkering on crazy vacuum tube, you know, devices for, for many, many years prior, um, you know, up at, you know, Lincoln Labs up at MIT, um, you know, even prior work that, you know, Ada Lovelace had done, she, you know, as a programmer, even before the 1900s. So I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed the most is, I mean, uh, the, the, the kind of the, the way that they were thinking about computing and computing used to be a, like a human role, like computers were the names of people that were involved in like crazy, you know, like mechanical devices used for like physically trying to run calculations. I mean, how different could that be from like our notion today of what computers are? <laughs> um, it also does a really good job of kind of drawing the relationship between like engineering, but also something that I don't think we often talk a lot about, which is kind of like all the other interdependent um, kind of schools of thought too around psychology. Uh, you know, a lot of the early development of computers were in gr a group called the Psychoacoustics Lab at Harvard. No one knows this, you know. Um, it was like wow. a group of kind of like psychologists and engineers that had gotten together to try to understand how to dampen and manage um, the crazy levels of acoustics in, um, in planes. And so a lot of the calculations needed for that were kind of put more and more stress on 
mathematicians. And so, you know, computers were like a much needed and developed tool for solving a lot of problems in their lab. Why was this interesting to you? You're in venture capital, you use computers every day, you're investing in companies that compute, but, but why the history? Yeah, I, you know, uh, it's kind of like that, you know, uh, yeah, I want to invoke the quote, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. But I think in order to have, and I'm always trying to, you know, come up with some, you know, perspective and picture for, you know, the direction we're headed and where we're going. Um, I think it's really uh, helpful and illuminating to understand where we've been and also to understand, um, you know, what were the kind of the key people and kind of key insights and forcing functions that kind of like led to breakthroughs and trying to understand how and where and why those moments will happen again and again in the future. And I think if you understand some of the aspects of, you know, what made them happen in the first place. And so for me, it's, I, I like, I like understanding that because I do think that there are kind of traces that uh, end up being kind of really relevant for the future as well. And I think having a point of view uh, in our work and, you know, also a point of view from the founders that we get to work with, um, I think is really, really, really helpful. Really interesting. Thank you so much for joining. Mm. Matt, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Thanks for listening to TLDR Daily. I'll link the article in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Hartman. See you tomorrow morning.